Omis, welcome to another interview of the week. This week we have two OG Omis, Monk and Keisha from Incum Finance, and they're just going to take us through a little bit of their history, a little bit of their story coming into crypto, and then we're going to get into the meat of it. What is Incum Finance? And of course, with me, as ever, Dropkick Darren. How are you going, Dropkick Darren? I'm great. But I'm feeling awesome today because we're talking to two gigabrains that have just started Incum Finance. Um, but before we get into Incum, let's let's track back a little bit. Give us a little introduction, um, both of you guys, and and kind of tell us how we got into crypto to start with, and then we'll we'll touch on Incum. Absolutely. So I got into crypto. It's got it must have been like seven years ago. Uh, I had been heard about Bitcoin and then heard some podcasts talking about Bitcoin and looked into it. And at that time, uh, uh, Coinbase had just been live for a little bit. And I think it was right after Mount Gox. So I thought, hey, you know, like this seems cool. You know, it got sold to me in a, in a very logical way. So I got in and started watching it and... um kind of passively invested in it for a while and wrote all the cycles in 2017 and traded and everything. And, um, I can, I can get all the way up to Olympus too, but, uh, I don't yeah, know if you're just thinking about- No, no, no. If you can, we're, these are the, usually the most interesting part, I think of the podcast, like actually understanding. So you were in 2017, did you, were you just kind of strictly Bitcoin doing a bit of scalping or did you like get into the Ethereum ICO or? Uh, I did not get into the Ethereum ICO, though I was around before it happened and wanted to get into it. Uh, but I kind of faded out and missed it. And I got into Ethereum shortly after. And then in 2017, I was buying, uh, I was trading in ICO coins and getting in pre-sales and losing money and making money and That's all the different game. tokens. Yeah. So it was wild time, but that was like the first little taste of like where it could go. And that was the first real exciting thing for me. Yeah, so you were, uh, yeah, and then the drop happened like in 2018, like early 2018, obviously. There was still like ICOs kind of launching up till April, um, plenty of people <laughs> like flipping them and stuff. So what what did you do during the bear? Ah, oh, man, I got depressed about it, but I, you know, held my bags and thought, you know, it's a, I, I created a narrative that it was controlled by, um, some forces beyond my control and it wasn't free and open. I, you know, I, I really, I fudded myself out, but I didn't sell. Yeah. And a lot of my bags actually kind of, I, I got into other things like personally and professionally, so it was okay. And kind of just put it on the back burner and luckily due to the happening cycle or whatever is being played out, I, I caught the wave again and I was back to where I was and, and beyond. So it's been a, it's been a wild ride, but basically just hodling saved yeah. to me. Did you, so mm. were you in um, like DeFi summer? Were you around then or did you kind of get back like into it in earnest kind of more in the NFT phase? Cause I know <laughs> NFTs are something very special to you. 
Yeah, I started getting back into it right around uh, last year when uh, I had a buddy who rode the wave with me and we had invested in some stuff together. Uh, and he, he started getting me in, in like uh, Wi-Fi and some of the stuff that was happening. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a wild time. And I, I thought like, wow, this is cool. This is like a new, new revolution happening with this, uh, DeFi and, uh, basically been following it in like the last year. Yeah. Awesome. All right. That's, that's awesome. Uh, and then I also, I just want to throw it to Keisha and if you could kind of give us your, uh, introduction, uh, to crypto, um, were you also someone who got depressed during the bear market or, or do you have a different story? I was not here then. Um, I'm definitely a crypto newbie mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, I've been following it, I guess, about a year now. I didn't start investing until late 2020, early 2021, I think. And I had a friend who had been talking just every day he was just sending me links and links he's like i really think that everybody needs to get on in on this this is really great and he just loved it and so he just kept bombarding me with links and information and um finally i looked kept looking into it and so i invested into bitcoin and ethereum and then that's it like just passively i and then i didn't really get fully immersed until like march ish and then that's when I started like actively trading, investing in other things outside of um, Bitcoin and Ethereum. I was pretty conservative in the beginning as I was learning. And then in April, I decided to just go all in, ape in everything I had. And then that was when the crash happened or May. I aped in at the end of April and then the crash happened like not very long after. You bought the top of Ohm. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Well, like not the absolute <laughs> top, but pretty yeah. close. I bought like yeah. 1100, 1200, and then uh, the dip went to 800. And I was like, you oh. know what? I better DCA. This, this is what I should do here. Might as well spread it out, get something lower. And then, and then it kept dipping. And oh, I was like, and then it went down to like 160. That must have been quite yeah, a time. that was, and, but I had, I was all out of money. I had no money left to buy any oh, dips of any so coins bad. because I had went all in everything at the absolute top pretty much so um, but you're doing all right now after the yeah like my original when i had my first entry into ethereum i think was like in lower a thousand but then i got into meme coins and lost all of it so when i rebought my ethereum it was a lot higher like significantly higher and so at one point olympus was like the most I'd ever been down on an investment before um, because of how hard I went in and then obviously the instant crash. So it was a little bit hard to hard to swallow. But I don't think I, I never really got, I wasn't really like ever upset, but I definitely obviously did way more research to get more conviction in what I was, what I was holding. Yeah. So that's when I started to become more active in the community. I never really knew how to use Discord before. And so I wasn't very active. And then slowly I started realizing that it kind of, DeFi kind of lived in Discord. Yeah, there you go. The, the catalyst for change. So did, how, did, how did you two meet? Was it, did you guys both buy at the top? Did you guys talk <laughs> in the community? What was the, what well, was we the situation? Ha- Maybe we could, Monk can just quickly tell us uh, when he got into Olympus. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, 
Yeah, so I got in, um, and I can kind of get into how me and Keisha met too um, from this story. But yeah, I got in at the end of March, uh, right? Uh, a buddy of mine who I had been doing some crypto stuff for since the beginning with uh, uh, gave me a list. And he's like, hey, check out these DeFi protocols. They're all algo stables. And it was like Frax and Rye. And, and then Olympus was the third one on the list or Ohm. So I was like, all right, I'll research these. I don't know what they are. I didn't really understand them. So I was like, maybe I'll look into them, see if their discords look. I was just trying to invest based on if there's hype or discords or, you know, let's see what the vibe, the activities going on in there. Because I was, to me, I was like thinking like I was catching a wave with some of my uh, shit coins that were uh, from 2017. So I was like, dude, I just want to get this up as high as possible. I'm going to cash out and then I can go back to thinking like all oh, this is a scam or whatever. I kind of tricked myself into uh, like, I was like riding the wave, but I, I thought that it was going to, the shoe was going to drop on it. And then I saw Olympus and uh, the APY and, you know, I was like, and then I got in the community and people were answering questions right away. So I aped in and I've been posting in shit. It was called shit posting back in the day. And now it's OT. Uh, and that's, that's where I've been, you know, learning about Ohm and investing in it. And uh, that's where I met Keisha, just just in the Olympus Discord. Wow, that's uh, that's awesome. So was it was it OT or was it shitpost when you guys? Probably OT. I tried mm-hmm. to be active in the Olympus Discord and it took a long time for them to not think I was somebody else's alt. That seems to kind of be the problem. <laughs> People always think I'm a bot. So it took a while before they realized I was actually a real person and would actually have a conversation with me. Uh, like, so, like cracking jokes. <laughs> but yeah. I was only talking and off topic, to be honest. I wasn't ever talking in general. I don't know why that was the channel I always went to, but that was. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I want to add something on that because uh, I think it was FOMO 2. One or two. I think it was it was when Miss Ben sang, but I remember like I was in OT being like, there's no such thing as any women in crypto. I was always like so adamant and everyone's like, dude, no, there is. You're you're being an idiot. You know, I was like overplaying it a little, but I was like, no, no women understand anything about or you know, are are involved in any crypto. I haven't met one yet, uh, who's who's trading in DeFi or anything. And then all of a sudden like Keisha shows up. And for some reason, and Miss Ben's sang at uh, FOMO too, and they both kind of happened around the same time. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you learn something new every day, you know? <laughs> and yeah, so yeah. We, we built a kind of a shit posting relationship or OT <laughs> relationship off of that. So yeah. those are the best definitely. relationships. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we definitely need uh, more women in DeFi, but they do exist, we can confirm. Yeah, I do exist. Uh, there's not, I know that it's a, it's a smaller population for sure. Definitely lots of my friends think I'm crazy. Or just I can see their eyes glaze over when I talk to them. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's like, how do we, how do we uh, stop that glazing over, right? How do we kind of make the space a bit more um inclusive but i guess that's uh that's another problem we can solve it's just later on flashy numbers people get attracted to yeah mm. 8000 right. yeah. apy <laughs> yeah 
they have to know what APY means first. Yeah, not it's not APR, that's for sure. <laughs> 100%. Uh, Monk, do you want to uh, kind of, uh, we got your background down, Pat. Um, do you, can you tell us like your, like um, how it came to be that you thought about Inkum? Was it um, the Inkum King meme? Is that where it all started? Or uh, did you, were you just like, oh, I've got to build something? How How'd you come up with it kind of? Yeah, yeah. So it was the meme for sure. Like I like I said, it was all a dream, but it was also also all a meme. Um, so I had been kind of thinking about NFTs for a little bit uh, as they were popping off in April and May, and I got a couple of them. And I was like, uh, my buddy gave me this line a year ago, like, well. Bitcoin and ERC and all the tokens, they're programmable money. But uh, NFTs are programmable equity because you can program attributes to the ERC uh, 721 token and it has all these features to it. So he had been been buying and collecting NFTs even back in 2018 and was always into them. I never was, but it kind of sparked something in my head when he was talking about the programmable equity thing and i was like well i'm seeing what olympus is doing like with apy and the mechanism i'm learning it i'm mastering it in my own mind so i was like how can this be incorporated into an nft and i'd been messing around with the idea and when i saw that meme with the king i was like oh my gosh it's so glorious uh i gotta like that's the perfect idea like build something I didn't even know if it would be an NFT at the time, but uh, the NF, like it just the merger of the two things of like the DeFi player who's looking for APY and the the NFT ape or who's who's minting all day and flipping or collecting all the different little art pieces and trying to assess the rarity and the traits. And I was like, how can these two things be merged into one? amazing asset and uh that was that was what built that everything off of that was was the meme and the and the fervor around nfts and DeFi. so so after you've got you know the memes you've you've watched um you know olympus is success and you've kind of like um taken that into like one pot and kind of like taken a little scoop out of that like how can i you know feed this to everyone else um, but I was kind of figuring out, I was trying to like figure out how the inception process kind of worked. Cause you like did a lot of sourcing of, you know, talent of in and around Olympus. So like, how did you kind of like pick up on what people were doing in and around Olympus and, and like, what was that kind of process like? Cause the, from ideation to launch, it's such a short period of time. So I was just wondering how you kind of like push that all out in that space. Yeah. 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 So, uh, First thing, first thing I did was when I thought of the idea, I was like, oh, I'm going to buy the domain names. You know, <laughs> typical Chad move, like get the domain names and then you can build the business around it. But uh, no, I just, uh, I did get the domains and then I thought about it and um, I realized like the 9-9 strategy was becoming pretty popular in Olympus. I think it would, was 
shortly, or, you know, maybe it'd been around for a month or two, but on, uh, I think people were using Rari and maybe Spell or uh, Abra had opened up with it. But uh, And then I saw a lot of people complaining like, oh, about whales and the gas fees being too high to do 9.9 or not having enough ETH to capitalize on the 9.9 strategy or, you know, people over leveraging and getting liquidated. And I saw a talk by like Brian and I had already kind of formulated the idea, but a lot of people were talking about it at the time. Uh, and it was funny cause it was in Odyssey and someone asked a question and Asfi and Brian were both up on stage and someone's like, well, how come there's not like a fund we can invest in that just automatically does 4499? And I'd already been drawn out the outline of, of Incum. So if you go back and look at the chat, I'm like, no, I, someone's doing this. I'm doing this. You know, like, uh, shh, quit talking. It's alpha. It's alpha, you know. Uh, so and they were all like, what? What are you talking about? You're crazy, monk. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I basically kind of created the outline of the vision of what it would be. And I just pitched it to the. I, I picked certain individuals who have, you know, very strong talents, especially in certain spheres like Brian, you know, uh, girth and me had had a lot of talks about it at the early stages. We got Jeff from the Olympus team to help on the contract design. Um, mycelium who is an OG in the OT and I loved his art. He had made me some PFPs, you know, for free. Uh, like that, that Pepe monk that I had as my profile picture, he made that and I just loved it. I loved everything he was doing. So I talked to him about it. Uh, Keisha at the time was like just a true degen and knew everything about uh, NFTs and tokens. So I was like, yeah, uh, I need you on my team too. And uh, I talked to church and, you know, everyone, I, I reached out to a lot of people at the time and anyone who was receptive in building, I kind of gave them like the opportunity, like, hey, let's, we're doing this as a collaboration. We're all going to, you know, this is the idea. If you like it, let's try to do it. And here we are, you know, 33 days after ideation, we had Genesis launch and it was amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I saw a thread by Asfi, Asfi on Twitter um, and he said, this is sort of the future of projects, right? Where you're in a community and then you can see everyone else in the community. You know them because you're both in the community. Um, and then you can network and build another project that kind of leverages off your previous relationships. Um, and then uh, obviously it's also leveraging Ohm as the like primary strategy. So I think um, the, this might be like a big unlock, I think, in the future when we look back and we say, oh, this was the first of the sort of projects that came out of Olympus that have spun up just because everyone in the community is able to like network and know each other more. Do you think that's that's the case, Monk? Yeah, I think so, because while we got a little core team of community, or uh, like we're trying to, we leverage the Olympus community. Like I would say, I don't know the stats, but 70, 80% of the people, that are following Incum and this explosion of uh, 
interest that we have in it right now is all because of Olympus. Olympus is the driving system of the strategy that we're going to employ. And all of us are OMIs. So, you know, I, I see the importance of the community thing from the investment side or, you know, as the as an uh, OM holder and being a part of uh, the DAO and all these different things. I see the the community aspect of it being very important. And I and specific alignment as well, yeah. because we're all incentivized towards <laughs> maximizing value for OM. Yeah, yeah, it's a win-win-win strategy. And I even, when I tried to set it up, I didn't want like hierarchy where I'm the owner. I wanted like the creative free flow with like my my overriding vision, but um, basically let everyone share and contribute because that's where like the best production and innovation, I think, come, especially in this first, you know, beginning uh, stages of, of development. So that's what we're doing. We're like, basically we want to build a larger collective community of people who like to make dope shit, uh, as far as, you know, artists, uh, giga brains. We want to, we want to like try all the different components and, uh, run them through this system of, nft derivative assets that uh is the test concept we're, we're doing yeah that that's it's 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 crazy it's like one of the first um lego blocks um built on top of ohm so like bringing coming kind of back to income finance what how would you kind of sum it up to its core like what 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 is income finance so I would say income finance is the merging of decentralized finance and NFT culture that strengthens community and proliferates the greater ecosystem. Uh, so like, like what we're trying to do is we're taking the best things about DeFi that we all love and the best things about NFTs and rarities and minting and all that, you know, the launch like some token, like with the token, it launches, you get the ICO or IDO or whatever, and that's that. And then you get, you get development going on post launch. But with NFTs, like you can get that excitement all the time. You can have rarity, you get, you don't know what you're going to get when you're minting. I like all these components. So I, I like the idea of merging all the best stuff from both into one thing. And, uh, and really with the, uh, ERC 721 structure, we could, th the sky's the limit in types of portfolios or micro strategy uh, vaults or funds that we could create. So it's like very, very open and uh, creative environment to, to build cool stuff. Yeah, very exciting. Um, Keisha, do you want to tell us uh, about your onboarding? So Monk reaches out to you. He's like, yo, I got this dope idea. Um, then then what happened? I actually, while you guys were talking, I went back and looked at the first day Monk messaged me. It was August 17th. All right. Out, outlining so like his idea. Um, yeah, le yeah, less than a month ago was when he said, this is my idea. This is what I want to do. And then everything since then has been explosive obviously for me um the thing about it is 
when I first got into crypto, obviously you're getting like so much information is getting thrown at you all the time. You're so overwhelmed. You feel like you are never going to understand everything. And it, you're, it's new territory. You're not sure. Like it is kind of a gamble. You feel like until you fully understand, you feel more like you're gambling or taking more of a risk because you don't understand it yet. Like, yeah, I'm listening to everybody. I'm listening to my friends. I'm listening to them. I'll talk about it. But I personally don't fully comprehend it yet. And for me, I like to kind of see everything and understand why things occur the way they do on like an overarching way. I like to see how things interact and stuff like that. So for me, it was hard to grasp the fact that I was never going to understand anything. But when I learned about NFTs and and uh, on a macro scale, that's when everything in DeFi and crypto clicked for me. That's when I seen like the next 10, 15, 25, 30 years of crypto and like seeing all the adoption, the changes and like the way it can really revolutionize everything. It was when I learned about NFTs. Um, so when Monk approached me, it was really great because I was super excited and I wanted to be a part of something that was more than just like a profile picture because for me nfts are what made everything make sense because i feel like while uh crypto is like the first lego block nfts are the next and nfts i feel like are more disruptive to um our the systems we have in place right now like in real life like i feel like nfts can disrupt or replace lots of our um like policies and systems we have in place from like a healthcare perspective, a voting perspective. Like there's so many in real life applications of NFTs and they're, and I feel like they kind of help with adoption more so, whereas crypto is hard to understand. Someone sees a cute picture of a penguin or a cat and they're like, I want that. How do I buy that? They don't think about all the other stuff. So I feel like NFTs are also a really great way to onboard crypto newbies as well so i think they have the potential to be a lot more disruptive yeah. to um society than uh like crypto on Definitely. its own yeah so when monk reached out to me i i really loved the idea and i was like it's not your average nft it's bringing utility and it's kind of i really was excited to be a part of something that was like a step closer to that um kind of vision i had seen versus the the whole like just art because obviously on on the on a scale like nfts are great for art people love art people love collect collectibles and whether people understand it or not like rich people love art they love collecting anything they collect the randomest things so maybe i don't understand why they're collecting it but they do and that's never gonna go away and so with NFTs, it's obviously a different type of collectibles, different type of art. So that aspect of it is never going to go away. And it is super interesting, but there's a whole other side of NFTs that we can see. Yeah, it yeah. it's, it's also seems like Incum Finance has, is um, at the intersection of both DeFi and NFTs, like Monk, yeah. like Monk was um, talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. And the nice thing with uh, Incum is I find that it'll help onboard a lot of um people who aren't exposed to ohm in DeFi, i think it'll help that because i feel like i feel like that the grandpa in the simpsons yelling at a cloud trying to get everybody i know into ohm so i'm excited because incum kind of will probably give them that exposure 
and then they can experiment, start dipping their toes in and like feel less overwhelmed. Yeah, it um, seems like it'll lower the barrier of entry for a lot of people, um, which is awesome, which is kind of the at the core of, I think, a lot of um, what it seems Incum's, um values are. Um, but t- kind of like coming back at, at its core, what is Incum looking to do for, say, ohm holders? Yeah, so, you know... We got this question during Apefest day three and talking about the bond between Olympus and Incum. And Incum was born out of Olympus and there'll be some announcements. Uh, we are going to be buying uh, Olympus, uh, our own from Olympus and running our strategy with it. But in the bigger picture, I look at Olympus as being the, the reserve currency of the crypto-native decentralized finance revolution in the future. I mean, it started now, but as, as it proliferates, it'll become the reserve currency. And I look at Incum as being like the stock exchange of that same decentralized uh, metaversal uh, crypto-native future, whereas like we can have... Pro, the equity component and the and the store of a store of value within the uh, the NFTs can convey value that is uh, represented by whatever an underlying vaulted or pool of funds is. So I want to I want to grow hand in hand with Olympus, and it's just another onboarding tool because there's so many people who are into NFTs and love them but they don't know about Olympus and uh, we're trying to, we're trying to proliferate the Olympus uh, Mount Olympus. We wanted to grow like another 10 miles higher. So we're just trying to do our part to contribute to that and, and make something that Omis and pe- people who don't know about Olympus uh, will enjoy. Very cool. Um, I've got to say when I heard you talking about the Incum King, um, at at Ape Fest, yeah. I was like, I was like, this is so infectious. Like your passion for the Incum King, you were like, I wake up, I look at the Incum King, <laughs> and I'm thinking, gonna make it, baby. <laughs> um, and like, I now look at the Incum King, and I'm like, I've just, if I can just get one of those Incum King cards, I'd like, don't care about the price. I like, I must have it, you know, like, and it's this bizarre effect, like art and NFTs and memes have on your like psychology. Cause you're like, that's ridiculous. It's a guy who's screaming Incum. <laughs> like, why do you even want it? Um, but it's true. Like the, the mimetic effect of it is super powerful. Wait a second. Yeah. Let me, let me oh, yeah, yeah. backtrack let me backtrack a little bit let's pretend like i didn't attend ape fest what are these cards that we're talking about so the cards are our uh, genesis offering and what they are is uh we minted on we had ape fest from uh over the days 97 or 9/9 september 9th september 10th and september 11th where September 9th, I declared the takeover of the new epoch. Like this is where Incum Finance uh, takes over and we get rid of all the other NFTs, all the PFPs of, that are derivatives of apes and punks 
and we're going to we're going to start issuing nfts that actually have intrinsic value and um utility so we started off apefest with that and 911 um we announced our genesis offering which was a a nft mint that is 54 cards of de- uh deck of cards 54 decks of cards with 54 cards each which that comes out to 2916 nfts and when you ask like what's a deck of card well it's a deck of it's a poker deck with two jokers in it so like if you were at at the convenience store buying a bicycle deck of cards we mimicked the, the nft to look like that but customized with a uh, by our artist uh, mycelium and we built a gamification layer into the nfts uh, by creating tiers of decks and uh, attributes inside the NFTs that will impact a yield that will generate on the NFTs. Um, and the yield is uh, generated by a pool of funds that we actually took from minting. So all the people who minted the NFTs are basically, they're, they're just, they they're store they're part of it's going to the treasury and the other part is going to a, a vaulted fund where we'll implement a a strategy known as nine nine um uh which is a Olympus ohm strategy with either Rari or uh Abracadabra and it's a leveraged uh, staking strategy to increase APY. So basically, if you have one of these NFTs, which are available now on OpenSea, um, you'll be entitled to a yield generated by our team strategy on the fund and managed by Brian um, or implemented by Brian, um, one of the MVPs of OMIs. And uh, yeah, it's just a new take on three three, and I guess it's it's um it's three three and with an NFT or nine nine and with an NFT, and so it's really cool. So you have these cards, um, and each card, <clears throat> so you have the decks of cards, and each deck has fifty four cards in it, um, and then you have like rarer decks which will give you some entitlement to some higher entitlement to like the underlying um which are the gold deck and then the um the psychedelic deck yes yes yeah so we we, we, uh, yeah yeah, three three tiers yep yeah yeah and so we've got the three tiers so people just minted them and then like you didn't everyone just paid the fee and then they got dealt however many cards they paid the sort of fee in ETH for that. And then that money goes to a pool um, and then they kind of have like uh, vault strategies. So it's not only 9-9 that you'll be doing as a strategy. There'll be like a bunch of other strategies to like kind of increase the increase the amount of ohm, right? Is that... Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be managed for performance. So think of Yearn and how they do their vaults. Um, they they're very low risk. They like to play with stable coins. We're a little more degen, so we like to we're gonna we're gonna do a couple things, but revolving around a very sound um, management system of nine nine. 
like deleveraging when we need to, uh, increasing leverage when we have indicators to do so. Um, so our whole goal is to generate performance on that fund that outpaces a 3-3 strategy to uh, the bigger, the better. And at, uh, at intervals, we will, we will benchmark that fund back and take the gains and distribute them to the NFT holders. So they can actually get, without ever selling that NFT, they'll be, be getting distributions dropped into a wallet, um, the wallet that holds the NFT. And it's it's a pretty it's a pretty new concept, but other other things are starting to uh, utilize NFTs for DeFi, like Uniswap V3 is doing it. Um, so we're 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 just trying to be on the cutting edge of like implementing this type of tool. Um, but it's 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 for someone who's like maybe not doesn't have enough money to nine nine, or it's too risky or. Uh, too much friction on gas or whatever. Um, it's for them to uh, be able to partake and only, you know, you could buy an NFT at the presale for 0.033 ETH and at the general for 0.099. So it's it's like a fractionalized uh, portion of like a gigabrain strategy is, is a simple way of yeah, saying so it. Yeah, so the big brains can be out there thinking about how best to increase your, uh, increase the ohm stack and then the ohm gets paid back to you it, to the wallet holding the NFT. Is that right? Yep. That would be, that's going to be how it works. And we are going to release uh, like a prospectus on the whole thing coming up. Uh, we've, we've given a general idea. We have a couple little other things besides the nine, nine that we might uh, route the funds for, maybe collecting some pool funds or uh, a little farming in certain spots where the yields are fat. Um, but the idea is like the goal of the fund is to, to generate as much performance on it and then distribute it uh, out to the, to the limited partners. If you want to, a lot of people might look at this as like a private equity. Like I know certain people have that background and um, yeah, like we're, we're trying to generate performance and and in value and and then redistribute that back to the the nft holders yeah that's it's crazy because i mean i can see some people's confusion um with it being similar to private equity but how can it be private if you know everyone has their um fair percentage ownership of things based on the nfts they own right um so i think introducing that's such an interesting um, concept, but I kind of had a question with, so is the underlying, um, value, is that specifically SOM or is there, is it kind of other, is it used for any kind of, um, yield bearing strategy that then ends up benefiting the NFT holders? So right now, uh, as of recording here, it is all sitting. We had just finished the sale 24 hours ago. We sold out in 13 minutes and uh, we generated for the fund 117 ETH, which is sitting in a wallet. Actually, I was looking at it today, and it was 420,690, so 426.9 um, of value that the NFT uh, minters bootstrapped us with for the fund. 
And as of now, it's all sitting in ETH. And probably by the time this comes out, you'll see some announcements. But we are going to be utilizing Ohm predominantly. Um, almost mid- we have a we have some other ideas with this specific fund, but the this specific fund is going to generate most of its performance from managing the nine nine. And if an opportunity exists to uh, maybe farm a new incentive pool that comes out um, in relation to Olympus or Ohm, um, we might do that too. We kind of have something. We we I talked about it on night one of Abe Fest, but then. You know, Brian was like, that's too much alpha, you know, like, uh, so we'll, we'll drop it when it's time, but yeah, basically it's going to be a nine, nine strategy. Uh, and it all comes and, back to, to, uh, Ohm, right. The, the profits yeah. are paid out in Ohm. It's yeah. So we'll, we got to figure out exactly how we'll distribute. Um, but yeah, the plan will be to distribute in Ohm, um, Very cool. I, I had said in the chat, like it'll be Ohm or die. Cause I think we're, we're going to probably be using those two for uh collateral and um and principal on or principal collateral and debt on the 99 strategy but of course it's going to depend on what the borrowing rates are and how crowded the pools are um on rari um but yeah no my goal with this whole thing is to shorten the interval of payouts to as short as possible um and as frictionless as possible without, you know, sending out 2,916 transactions and spending it on chain gas for it. So that's like the Holy grail we're working with. And we want to develop is the shortened, um, the duration of, uh, distributions to the holders. If we can, if we can play with that and get it short enough or long enough, and we can set different distribution dates, then, it just adds so much more dynamic to what we can do with the with the market and the NFTs. Yeah, definitely. Um, Keisha, you've uh, <laughs> had a rough couple of days since Ape Fest. You're the you're running community side on the project, so you've had lots of uh, apes in the in the Discord uh, asking all these questions about minting and the decks and how it all works. Can you give us a little bit of a feel for uh, kind of what 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 it was like to be there during the um, during the Ape Fest and the launch. Well, Ape Fest was very popular. I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> yeah, it it, uh, I think we had on Thursday we had over five hundred people on our stream, and I think over the course of the three days each night we had over seven hundred co-op claims. So it was pretty, the first night chat was very chaotic, like in a good way, obviously, but everybody was super hyped. Everyone was so excited. So that was really nice. Um, my first time managing a chat room. So I really, there was no dipping my toes. I dove right in. <laughs> so that was good. Um, after the pre-sale, it was good. It's just a little bit of, a little bit chaotic because lots of people were, we had um, kind of like the merger of communities with Olympus and NFTs. And so it seemed like more so on the Olympus side, they understood because they had exposure to OHM and kind of got where the, after watching EFS kind of got where it was going. And then we had on the other side, people who have no exposure and who 
didn't understand anything really um, on what it was and what was going on. And then we had lots of people kind of filter in after Ape Fest, not knowing that there was a Hype Fest, which released all of this information. So lots of the community management was more so just explaining to people and um, in the best way possible to try and get them to kind of understand what our vision was and where we were going without giving away too much information. A fine, a fine balance. At the time. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's a, it's a tight rope to walk, that's for sure. All right. So that was Ape Fest, and then the minting was there because there was um, a little delay. Uh, people were, <laughs> were awake. And it, this is always the way with uh, project launches is just you can never see any see everything coming. Um, I remember during Olympus's launch, I was, like, staying up at night messaging Apollo going can I go to bed please Apollo but at least you guys are like no go to bed it'll be like another eight hours like yeah because originally our goal was we wanted to just drop the pre-sale during Ape Fest and just be like hey guys it's live go crazy but then we realized with the hype everything like that that just wasn't possible um and unfortunately we weren't really, we didn't really expect to have this much organic growth because we didn't have any shill competitions, invite contests or anything. We got to, I think it was, I think we have 3,400 Discord members and that was purely organic. So going in, I don't think we were expecting that reception. And so we had the pre-sale and then within that time frame, the, um, we had to wait for the, the public sale. And then um, before the pre-sale, we wanted to deploy it earlier, but ran into some issues with testing. And it was supposed to be within 24 to 36 hours after Ape Fest finished. Just because we wanted to do a shock drop to try and address the gas concerns with how many people were, like, with the hype that we got. Um, and so that was the plan. And then obviously when things got delayed and we had such a global community... So that's why for when we did the public sale, we did a vote to try and find the best time for the consensus, because it seemed like no matter which time we picked, somebody was going to always be either 5 a.m. for them or like just middle of the work day, not convenient. So with the vote, I think we got a better time than the pre-sale time. I think people were a lot happier with that time. And um, for the most part, it seems that everybody was everybody that wanted to was able to pick up something either on the secondary market for a lower price um they were able to scoot something up or they were able to get some during the public mint which is which was really good because everybody's super excited and collecting so much like we're seeing so many messages of these people talking about spending all night not being able to sleep all they can think about is collecting the best poker hand and they're just watching OpenSea, waiting for somebody to fumble the bag and drop something below um, below the price they're looking for. So that that's um, that's really exciting because the community is super, super pumped, it feels like, and they're enjoying the game, which is yeah, what very we wanted. Cool. Um, I, th I was um, actually surprised. I thought the public sale, I was like... Um... You know, I'll try and get some, but I probably won't be able to because there'll be a million people with, like, bots. But I don't know whether or not it's something the devs did with the contracts or um, 
how they deployed it or whatever. But I think, um, you know, 13 minutes it was open for. So it was like plenty of time for people to um, pick something up if they were sitting there waiting. And I think, yeah, it seems like most people got to pick up something in the public sale if they were sitting there ready. Yeah, because the pre-sale was sold out in three blocks. So the public sale was a lot more... Um, lots of people were able to pick something up then because three blocks compared to 13 minutes is a huge difference. Definitely. Um, so do we want to, maybe we'll kick back to the Incum King. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, and you can tell us a little bit more. So maybe the history of the meme monk. Uh, I know, I, I can't, maybe it was Smooth who first <laughs> brought, or brought it up or, yeah, maybe, I mean, obviously you're the Incum King expert. Wow. So maybe you fill us in. Yeah, I think, well, Smooth Brain was definitely throwing it out there. Um and then Asfi lost his mind, but I was losing my mind too, you know, and I thought great, great minds think alike, you know, or lose their mind together in this case. Um, so we were all just going nuts, like writing in Coombe. All we can think about is in Coombe. We, we love it. That's the only thing and fiend for it. And it's all about in Coombe. So we were messing around with it. And then we started making our own memes of it with, with our, uh, avatars as the guy, um, and we put like ohm in there instead of the generic stuff. And yeah, so it was just kind of like a fun little thing that kind of went hand in hand with uh, like earning at Olympus, earning APY and all just the vibe of, you know, that we have over at Olympus and all that stuff. So yeah, it just, it just sprung up from there. And yeah, like the vision all uh, kind of coincided, like, cause the imagery and, I, I kind of presented it to mycelium and like showed him and he designed that card with the Incum guy being all Royal and regal. And, um, yeah, he just kind of, the King himself serves as like a, a beacon for us, but also to remind us of like when we saw the meme and I know J man was going crazy about it and oh, a bunch of the homies, you know, you could see it everywhere we went and, uh, we'd be calling into, uh, community calls or voice chats and yelling in coom, you know, so it just like kind of organically grew into a community thing. And I thought like, well, it's a meme and we could make some art based off of this guy and he could be like our mascot or, you know, a figurehead or symbol. So yeah, we, that's, that's why we went with them, you know, cause the meme was powerful and the guy is powerful. And I think the important thing with that is too, is it wasn't just an only community thing that meme started on like ct with somebody talking about making passive income and then the community just ran with it so i think that's why we got a lot more organic growth than we were expecting outside of the only community is because of of just that meme and how people love the income king it's, they yeah, love it's him. just that's, and they that's love, what it is they love <laughs> passive income people just love him like you look at him and you're like oh yeah. he's so powerful <laughs> he hypnotizes well, you well now when you see the incum king all i think about is yield bearing nfts so you've you've changed my association of the incum king now i only associate it with uh incum finance so well done on the marketing front guys <laughs> no. No doubt, you know, like I said at, at uh, on that YouTube video, I said, like, 
get used to this pyramid, you know, you're going to be seeing it for the next 30 to 40 years. And it was with the income guy, income King on the top and the DeFi and NFT being the base. And like, I mean, it. like we're, 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 we're trying to forge the new epoch and make that guy, that guy's face like a, like the next, uh, Microsoft logo or something or better, you know, yeah, it's, it's clear that it's, um, IB and, um, AI it's, uh, um, before income and after income. That's yeah, absolutely. That's, 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 that's that's, that's the situation. (laughs) Oh, so cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, well, I, I want to just, uh, touch on, um, some of the gamification stuff because we talked about yeah. the tiers, but uh, one of the cool things with the income cards that I didn't really touch on is we are going to have a, a strategy where if you accumulate the cards in a hierarchical order of poker, like royal flush, straight flush, full house, all the all the different combinations you're going to be entered into a bonus pool that's actually going to generate uh, more income for you. And that income is derived from the trading fees that we can get from OpenSea. So it's like, it's kind of like Olympus with the recursive, you know, the elephant meme where if people are trading these NFTs back and forth to get win-win combinations of the cards that they want to have the cool hand, um, those fees are actually going to be given back or rewarded to the people who have five plus cards that are in the choice combination. So it's, it's really cool. Like if you look at 24 hours after launch of all the NFTs in the last 24 hours, income is number 29 on OpenSea. We've done over 170 ETH of volume in 24 hours. And it's like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's just like a testament to like the the gamification that you can put on top of these NFTs. And so I think rolling out for us, um, aside from some some of the big picture stuff, like um, I love the gamification stuff, but just more practical utility and the Wall Street type thing that I mentioned, uh, you can do so much with these NFTs. Like for instance, I, I have some buddies who got a private allocation of uh, tokens, like from early stage investment that are locked and they wanted to break it up amongst them in a way. And I, and like, so one thing you could do is potentially create derivatives of that. Um, I have another group of wealthy people who are into crypto, but not into like DeFi or Ethereum on-chain stuff. They're just trading on uh, centralized exchanges, but they want access to decentralized finance. So we could create a portfolio strategy for them and just give them the NFTs. And that's their basically stock certificate or equity. Um, There's TradFi to DeFi integrations we could do with it. Um, and a lot of this, and I think part of the reason like ASFI's all hype on it is I've done some private equity deal structuring and the way that equity can be structured in different uh, levels um, can be done with an NFT. So you can really create some amazing uh, derivative uh, assets of value or structures of value for, for value. Um, and it's it's really like you can do almost anything if 
if you open your mind to it, like we're, we're bootstrapping the Olympus community right now. And we know the nine, nine strategy in and out. So like, we want to do that. And we think we, if we have a big stack, we'll perform with it. But the, the sky's the limit when it comes to like subsequent launches and next steps and every fund we launch is siloed. So if we launch another one in a month, that's four, four or something else, the people who own the Genesis nine, nine cards are not going to get diluted by that. It's like, you can have these micro strategy siloed, um, funds or vaults or. Wow. That's so cool. So it's very cool. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it's going to, the, the sky's the limit. That's why we're looking for like people who want to integrate with us communities who are looking for access to, um, marketing or management or you know like it's there's i got a list of things that we could do with it and it's just the first one is is the nine nine and we're basically on day two of of it being live in the market so we'll see how it plays out sounds sounds like just the beginning did you have um anything to to add on top of that keisha no i think what he said is uh is true and exactly like the sky's the limit there's so much that we can do with these types of strategies and i feel like it's kind of the like an nft revolution yeah definitely so yeah, utility um, utility through nfts 100 percent. yeah yeah and there's so there's like like the possibilities are endless it's like as we're already talking and you guys have these snowball ideas it's like as soon as you start thinking about it and like digging into it, it's just like you can't stop. It just keeps on going. It's like those um, those Ukraine those dolls where you open them up and then you think it's over, oh, but you just keep going. Mat- yeah, Matri- those dolls. Matryoshka. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. You just you think you're like, oh, it's so small. I can't pot. There can't possibly be another doll in there, and it is. It just oh, keeps yeah. going. You can just That's... like it. It spider webs into. That's so our um, graphic for the episode. We'll, we'll get, we'll turn everyone into babushka dolls. Oh, babushka, yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mon- ma- matryoshka dolls. I, I know a little Russian, so All you right. know. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Any little alpha leak or? Yeah, so I, a lot of you guys at Olympus have probably seen me or other people talking about Incum, and if you don't know what it is. Right now, we've been kind of holding some of the alpha, or we've been, well, we've been dropping. We had alpha OD during Ape Fest, but um, if you want to learn more about it, check us out on uh, Discord, and we're, we're leaking and putting everything out there. But I would say, as this comes out, enjoy FOMO. We'll be releasing more information about the, at this point, the deployment of the fund and where you can track this uh, progress that's going on in it. At this point, you will probably be uh, able to swap your NFTs or purchase your NFTs on our liquidity pool vault at NFTX. And yeah, you probably would have gotten your free gift for being early uh, by now. And yeah, there's just a bunch of cool stuff that we kind of got in the pipeline coming in October as well. So Get in the Discord, check out our website, and uh, yeah, holler us, holler at us on Twitter, Income Finance. And we have something coming 
Go ahead, Keisha. Sooner rather than later, that is another um, kind of not revolutionary, but exciting or creative take on on NFTs to uh, to help the community. Bullish. So I'd keep an eye out Bullish for that. Bullish on income. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, you're looking for people to get on board to contribute as well monk is that trying to build out the community over there yeah yeah we got an ecosystem page uh or you know contact me if you see something or um have some something that you think you you could uh contribute because that's how everyone's gotten in a couple people i've reached out to um who are interested or just people in the community that have been uh chipping in and that's the idea is like, I want like three of these being in the works at all times uh, and just building these micro teams that are going to manage this micro strategy and we'll have the backbone already set up for it and the marketing uh, mechanism. Uh, so just get in the discord and, or contact me and we'll, uh, we'll build this bright future together. Very cool. I'm super excited uh, for your prospectus. <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll uh, especially, we'll, we'll be doing them specific to each offering. So this first one will be uh, um, revolving around the 9.9, but there'll be enough alpha in there for sure. And then Brian, you know, he's got, he's got a, he's got a ton of alpha too. What, what he trades brain. on and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, we'll be putting all that stuff out to get people. We purposely were we were oversubscribed um, from the get-go, and I knew it was going to be huge. Like, I think it's going to be like thirty thousand people in the Discord by the end of the um, by the end of October. Um, so, I know it's going to get big and bigger. Um, so, we didn't want to like give out everything, um, but we'll be we'll be constantly a healthy amount of alpha drip constant for the next. Uh, 35, 45 you, days, you know. You heard it here first, guys. Get your ass over into the Discord right now. You're missing you're miss, yep. miss We'll have out. the link in the show notes as well. Um, and, yeah, thanks, Monk, for coming on, taking time. You must be super busy. And um, thanks. Yeah, no, no, anything for you guys. You know, you guys are OGs and uh, love hanging out with you guys in Discord and... I'm I'm just happy that we could uh, record something. Apologies for getting thrown off on the time earlier, but I think yeah, we thank, killed it. And oh, thanks, uh, yeah. thanks Keisha, great. for also joining us today. It was, it was a pleasure having you both. Of course. Thank you. Sorry, I'm still getting used to uh, the whole like virtual speaking thing, so I apologize. No, no. Oh, you did great. No, no. That's we're we're all yeah. we're all learning as we go. That's all very professional. I had no idea you hadn't modded a Discord before because you killed it over there at the launch, I think. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. All right, Omis. Um, all right, Omis, thank you for listening in. Um, we'll be back next week with another interview of the week. See you guys. Bye. Have good a night. good night.